Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. And welcome to Mother Angelica Answering the Call. Well, the truth is never on hold. I'm Doug Keck here with our chaplain, as always, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, as we listen to Mother's take on some great questions from her classic television program that she hosted in the 80s and the 90s and can still be seen here on the network. Always great to be with you, Father. And with you too, Doug. And, uh, you know, of course, Mother spent so many years here in Irondale, and we keep hearing more stories from the locals around here about Mother. And I heard one after the noon mass today from one of our employees. He had gone to his doctor, and he said, you know, my doctor was, or he said, my father, the doctor said this, was the civil engineer when Mother was building the monastery there. And he retold the story that maybe you've heard how they were going to lay the water lines and it was going to cost so much money. And she said, well, why is it going to cost so much? She said, because we'll have to blast. There's lots of rock here. She said, what if, I'll show you where to go. <laughs> and it actually turned out to be a, a place where they didn't have to do any blasting. So she saved money. So anyway, we hear these stories from the locals here who knew Mother and uh, just appreciated all the gifts God gave her. Absolutely. And of course, we've got several topics scrupulosity always one to consider especially confession wise never give up mother never did guarding against despair something she herself would deal with at different times and the first up is when god forgets you should too is that a problem for a lot of people you think father it is forgiving themselves or accepting god's forgiveness and uh you know, one of these stories that we've heard mothers say many times, but it's like good stories by a good storyteller. You never mind hearing them again because we need to be renewed in those same points that that story so effectively tells. And so mother talks about her experience with the Pacific Ocean and how this drop that glistened on her hand that the Lord said, throw it back in the ocean, that's my mercy, that the ocean of my mercy consumes all of your sins. Yeah, it's absolutely, because I remember the uh, there was a documentary that had been done, we aired for several years, called Ocean of Mercy, mm-hmm. which would kind of remind me of that. The other thing that struck me, because this does have to do with confession, is the idea of mother trying to say to the person on the phone, don't ever be afraid of confession, because mm-hmm. many people can be, even people who go on a regular basis. And the point was, he's not there to judge you, he's mm-hmm. there to give you absolution. Exactly. That's what we want. That's what I want. You know, and I often say to people who are coming into the church, I say, I can't absolve myself. You know, I'm looking for God's mercy, too. And so that should give you consolation that I will be kind to you as well. Absolutely. When God forgets, you should, too. We have a call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Hi. Where are you Hi. from? Hi. I'm from, uh, Mary Ann from Chicago, Illinois. Good. And I love you very much. Thank you. And I wouldn't have even called now, but... I've been uh, introduced to you for the last two years, and I haven't gone to church for 40 years except this last year or two. And, Mother, I'm asking you about forgiveness. I was, like, influenced by other people around me, and I made mistakes, and I didn't feel I was really working with a choice. I just, like, responded emotionally. Mm -hmm. What do I do about that? I, I look back now, I'm 65, and I think, how could I have done this? You know, I look back and I see the things I did, 
how could Christ forgive me for that, Mother? I don't understand it. I want to well, go to confession. I'm afraid. Oh, don't could be afraid. Could you help me, Mother? Yeah, don't be afraid. Never, never be afraid of confession because the priest in there has heard everything you could possibly say a million times. He's not there to judge you. He is there to give you absolution. And whatever you've done, you have to know. I'm going to tell you this because it happened to me. And I know I've told it on the air once or twice, but most, a lot of people aren't there when you tell it. I like to see the ocean. I love the ocean. And if I ever, I used to give a lot of talks. Now I don't, but I was in the Pacific, near the Pacific Ocean. I had about an hour's time, and I asked like my uh, host if they take me to the ocean, and they did. And you have to know, at that time, I had braces and crutches, and and um, so when I th I love to call the waves to me. And everybody looks like, hmm. and, but I don't care, because I like to do that. They're my father's waves, and if I call him, he doesn't care. So I got at the ocean, pretty close to the edge, not really close to the edge, but pretty close. And I looked and I down, and I said, come on, you can do better than that, come on. <laughs> and everybody looking at me, you know. <laughs> But I didn't think I looked as bad as they did with practically nothing on. <laughs> so I stand in there, you know, and I'd say, come on, come on. Oh, you can do better than that. Come on, come on, come on. All of a sudden, oh, a wave came. I mean, a big wave. <laughs> big wave. And I looked at it and I went, oh, I couldn't move. I, I was just having fun. I didn't think he heard me. You know? <laughs> so here comes this giant wave and people around me are saying, run, run. I couldn't run. I couldn't run. I was standing there. Here it comes whew, up to my knee. And a drop of the ocean fell on my hand. The sun was shining. And I looked at it, and it was like a little rainbow, just round and so colorful. And I said, oh, I shouldn't have that. And I, I went that way and threw it back in the ocean. And the Lord said to me, did you see that drop? And I said, yes, Lord. He said, you see the ocean? I said, yes, Lord. He said, well, that drop for all your sins and weaknesses and imperfections, and the ocean is my mercy. And he said, if you look for that drop, would you find it? I said, no, Lord. He said, if you looked and looked for it, would you find it? No, Lord. And then he said, then why do you keep looking? Why do you keep looking? Well, I learned something. And I hope you learned something. Don't look anymore. 
Alert said, Antofalenia, the past is dead and the future unborn. He wants you to live in this present moment. He wants you to be free. To say that your sins are greater than his mercy, he's God. His mercy is infinite and your sins are finite. Well, our sins hurt God. They're pretty bad sometimes. But you can never have more sins than God has more mercy. Never, never, never. And all of you there haven't been to confession because you're afraid of what? That's the enemy who doesn't want you to be forgiven. So then your conscience will be free again free. You'll be free. Don't let the enemy tie you up like a, in a knot. Don't let him do that. You go to confession. And when you go out, you forget. Because God forgets. And next up, we've got guarding against despair. Again, mm. today, a lot of that going on, right, Father? There is. I mean, you look at the world's situation, and you are kind of led there, aren't you? Unless you see something greater than this world has to give. You know, I think last night I watched one of the Chosen episodes, which I know uh, maybe not everything is perfect in that, but I thought they got it really right when little James... He's disabled, he's got this crutch, and he goes to Jesus and he's asking, because he's being sent out to heal. The 12 apostles are being sent out. He says, how come I'm not healed? <laughs> you know? And the Lord answers him, because I trust you. You know, that there are many people who are healed, and this is a great story. But the story that you have, that you still praise God, that you, st you focus on more than what the body has to offer. You show people how to be patient here on earth and that you believe in eternity, you won't have this anymore. And so the Father doesn't care about, you know, your perfect physical abilities. He cares about your heart. And in fact, in many ways, you have a greater impact on people who mm -hmm. witness that faith when one has such obvious difficulties right. because again in many ways all of us have those difficulties some are more hidden than others right and mother angelic is a prime example right i think her limitations and i think she talked about somebody who was really opposed to her and then he saw her with her crutches <laughs> and it just kind of softened his heart toward her that it wasn't she was just looking for her own aggrandizement but that she really did have a love for the lord and I thought it was interesting how Mother talks about the idea, the important words in life that really get you through are, I love you, mm. those three words, and the other three words, I forgive you. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Those are great words to remember and to say often. If you're married, it's, I'm very sorry. Those are the three <laughs> words that work there, and that's guarding against despair. We have a call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Where are you from? I'm from Ohio. Wonderful. What is your question? Uh, mother, I have a mental disability, and um, I have, um, I'm on medication, and I'm seeing doctors. I go to Mass regularly. I try to make it during the week, and I pray a lot, and I read the Bible every day. Right. But I have trouble with um, 
outburst around my family mainly. And I apologize to everyone, but I want to know how responsible am I for this? Well, sweetheart, people like me are crippled and some people have cancer and some people have lung problems and you have a mental illness. No matter what we got, we have to offer it to Jesus. And those around you know that what it is when you suddenly burst out in anger is is not coming from you. You know, if I have to walk slower one day than the next, my sisters know that. And so they walk slower with me, see? And a mental illness is the same. You're on medication. Uh, you sound very good tonight. And maybe tomorrow you won't be so good. And a cross is not something disastrous or something terrible. It's something I have to take and hug to my heart and then give it back to God. We have to guard against despair, against discouragement. Every time the humiliation comes along with you having this blown your stack again, apologize, they know you're sorry. It's such a wonderful thing. Next to I love you, the most beautiful words in the world is I'm sorry. And the next beautiful word is, I forgive you. If we say those three words often, we won't have much purgatory. Those are three words. I love you. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Give your illness to God. When you get to see him in eternity, You'll be surprised how a great height of union you've arrived at. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Keck on EWTN Radio. And we are back for part two of Mother Angelica Answering the Call. Doug Keck, as always, with Father Joseph Mary Wolf. As we continue on this topic, on this call, never give up. A beautiful story that Mother tells here, and I've told before my own experience of something like that, a man who was comatose, who had been ridiculing the faith of his wife. And I went there, we prayed the Divine Mercy Chaplet, I whispered into his ear, to be sorry for his sins, and uh, and tears came down his eyes. So we never know how the Lord may work, you know, especially at the end of life. I think as a priest, I've seen that and experienced that, that God is profoundly present. He's giving them one more chance if they need it. Absolutely. And another point I think Mother makes uh, in this particular uh, phone call is about how every prayer that we make for someone else's cause is an unselfish prayer. And those mm-hmm. are the ones the Lord really responds yeah. to. Because it's all charity. And I think that was actually an instrument of the conversion of John Wayne on his deathbed that the nun said, I'll pray for you. He realized, well, there's no advantage for her to say she's praying for me after my death. 
and it moved him that this was a perfect act of charity that she was going to offer for him. Right, and the idea of, as the topic says, to never give up, that always one must continue. And remember that please say you're sorry. Again, that mm-hmm. continuing idea of offering up that. That we, you know, prayer makes a difference, and prayer brings grace. It brings divine life in ways that we may not always see. We may always not always see the outcome of these things, but we have to know God is at work and that he wants that person's salvation even more than we do. Right, and we have to be prepared. We never know when we're going to go. But Mother talks about that idea that there might be that short time between death and judgment Mm -hmm. where you can make that final decision. The answer is never give up. We have questions. They're not relative to this subject, but that's okay. You ask whatever you want to ask. Hello? Hi, Mother. Hi, where are you from? I'm from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh, great. And what is your question? Mother, I just want you to know that it was through you. I've been away for many, many years from my faith. Mm -hmm. It's through you, Mother Angelica, that I am now back to the Catholic faith. I have suffered illnesses and my son. I am very devout to Our Lady. I feel as though I'm reaching out and touching you right now as I speak. Thank you. But now, Mother, I have a sister who has cancer of the colon and has now reached her liver. How do I pray for the Holy Spirit to come inside her for forgiveness for all things that have been done and to have her come closer to our Lord? Well, the Holy Spirit will do it. If you're praying and you have pain of any kind, even the pain of seeing your sister dying. Uh, Offer that up for her. And and you can pray for her, whether she's conscious or not conscious, whether she has forgiven those she has to forgive or not. Keep praying. Keep praying. And you will know somehow, because you can trust. Our dear Lord answers every tr- every prayer that we make for someone else because it's an unselfish prayer. See? And I wouldn't worry whether or not you see it or not. See, there I believe, and, and I think Father Groeschel said it, and somewhere Josepha Menendez said it, there is a, a very thin but very sure time between death and judgment when you can probably, you know, you're, you're that close, it's like seeing someone through a veil. And, and with your faculties and your faults and weaknesses kind of dropping away, I think God gives you that last chance to say, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm so sorry. See? So all you need to do now is to pray. Pray to Our Lady, and pray to our Lord that she forgives in her heart. Let me tell you this time. One time I was asked to go to the hospital to pray for a friend who was dying. And he was on all kind of machines. And it was pretty obvious to everybody that he was really dying because his feet, his, his legs were stiff and cold. And, and So they asked me to come up and pray for him. 
The hospital said he was dead. The, the family said, no, he wasn't. And so I went in there, and uh, he was just sitting there, I was laying there cold. And I went up, and I, I went to his ear. I spoke at his ear. And I asked the angels to come for him. I said, please say you're sorry. And you know what? The biggest tear came out of one eye that I ever saw. And I know that we're going, that we're going in there and we're asking him to say he's sorry. I know he was safe. And I wasn't out of there 10 minutes when they pulled the plug. And he was dead. But for that tear to come out, there had to be something there. Someone there, see? So never, never give up. Just pray and be confident. And finishing off this program, another topic that's still out there, mm-hmm. scrupulosity. Yes, and of course, as a confessor, I encounter people who are quite anxious. And I think one of the things that helps, and Mother, I think, refers to this really, is humility. You know, but for the grace of God, I would be even worse, you know, <laughs> where pride is saying, I can't believe I did this. Or humility is saying, yes, this is me, but with God's grace, I will change, and with his help, and but for the grace of God, I would be even worse. Right, and sometimes with people like this, uh, they also have to make sure that they're not suffering under something like an OCD kind Mm -hmm. of a complex where they're constantly repeating over and over again because they can never get it exactly right. Yeah, and I sometimes encourage people to read St. Therese because she speaks so much about the Father's love, and that's the basic gospel message that God is our Father and that he loves us with a Father's love. And also, I like the the passage, 1 John chapter 4, that we've come to know and to believe in the love that God has for us. Right, and and Mother talks about the idea of of, of trusting in the mercy of God, in the idea of saying, if you're making a good confession, don't don't be like, well, I forgot to mention it was six Mm -hmm. times, it wasn't instead of five times. Our Lord knows your heart, and he will respond in kind. So be careful about scrupulosity. Now we have a call. Hello? Yes, thank you, Mother, for taking my call. I wanted to ask, how does one deal with scrupulosity? Well, scrupulosity is a lack of trust and the mercy of God. See, it's really a lack of understanding of his mercy, but it is also a lack of forgiveness of yourself of what you did. You can't live with the reality that you did something that wrong. One time I was standing in line, you know how you used to do for confession? (laughs) (laughs) And I was in line like for an hour. And finally, this woman comes out, and she doesn't reach two pews. And she's right back in there. I didn't have too much to go to confession for. Until she went in and out four times. (laughs) I had more to say than you could think. 
So finally I heard Father say, will you leave this confessional <laughs> and give somebody else a chance? And it was loud enough. And she would just come. I said, oh, thank you, sweetheart. There's a nice pew over there. Bye. And I whoop, slammed the door. <laughs> I had quite a bit to say. Why, why you always let the rest of us wait out there for three hours? He said, because you don't have any patience. I said, oh, okay. He would try, I didn't. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.